0: for tuning in i'm sue jeffers this is the sue jeffers show i got so wrapped up in the interview with jim newberger which wow that was a good one and if you missed the last hour you can go back and find it on my facebook page or on the iheartradio podcast page uh and and listen to it because it was a great interview but during one of the breaks um i heard the promo for the for the Gosnell movie that abortion doctor oh my god that was the worst story the most horrible story but i can't wait to see that movie and i want to give kudos to michelle malkin uh for getting out there for making sure this movie got made for promoting it and i hope everyone else goes and sees it as well and because i'm crabby because property taxes are due monday and i you know if you
1: just escrow those things I'm, you wouldn't even notice it. i'm
0: so yeah well my house is paid off so everyone else escrows it and they come. Complain about property taxes. And they don't whine and your house is paid off? They don't. I'm old. I'm old, Stan. I'm old. My house should be paid (laughs) off. And I didn't mortgage it a second or third time or remortgage it for any bad ideas. I bought it and I kept working really, really, really hard until I could pay it off. But here's the problem, all you people with escrows. You have no idea what your property taxes are. You whine about how high they are and you really have no clue. And you have no clue what your local units of government, uh, A, how much they're taxing you, how how excessively they're taxing you, and B, what they're even spending the money on. So when I harp on you about paying attention to what's going on in your mayor's race, your city council races, your county commissioner's races, what's going on in all of these, I cannot tell you how many great candidates that I have talked to running for every one of those things uh this upcoming election and you know the the big races take they suck all the air out of the room whether it's the presidential race like we saw between hillary clinton and man we dodged a bullet that she didn't win i thank god every day she lost that election uh and then people aren't paying attention to the a lot of uh to a lot of the other races that you should be paying paying attention to so Uh, I am crabby that the property taxes are due on Monday, as I am twice a year when I have to pay them every single time that I actually have to write the check. Uh, I do. I write the check out and put a stamp on it and mail it, although now that stamps are going to go up to 55 cents a stamp, I might have to switch that one too because yeah did, did Stan did you hear that a lot of the millennials or maybe it must be younger than millennials now uh weren't gonna weren't gonna vote because like the ones in college mm-hmm. because that when they didn't know how to get a stamp for their absentee ballot Nuh-uh. yeah true true oh, wow. you google it it <laughs> I was there it. okay so stan reminded me earlier that that he had seen an article that minnesota was ranked as the least tax friendly state in the entire un- United States. So I asked him to print me out a, a copy of the, a copy of the article. And this came from WCCO, from Channel 4, CBS. It had to kill them to, to actually write this and cover and cover it. But this is, this is shameful, people. This is shameful. So this came from Kiplinger and this came out Thursday. So just a, a couple days ago, listed Minnesota as the least tax-friendly state in the entire United States of America. They said, according to its 2018 Kiplinger tax map, uh, Minnesota ranked the least friendly state. They said the income tax rate of 9.85% in 2013 was, was bad enough. But what really makes Minnesota stand out is that its lowest income tax rate is 5.35%. Think about that, folks, 5.35%. We even overtax the poor people in our state. We tax them more than anything else. Uh, Kiplinger said the... Federal tax overhaul could make things worse in Minnesota too. Minnesota uses federal federal taxable income as the starting point for calculating state taxes. An estimated 300,000 Minnesotans will pay higher taxes due to the loss of personal and dependent exemptions on their federal tax returns. Folks, that should be a wake-up call, a wake-up call. Tim Waltz running against Jeff Johnson. Tim Waltz not only wants to increase the increased taxes, not only wants to make us a sanctuary state, not only wants to increase the sick tax, not only wants to institute single payer in Minnesota, and not only is he not to be trusted with our guns. It's just, I, I you know, when, when Jim Newberger was talking about what a pivotal election this is, it really is a pivotal election. NPR had to run a story this past week, past week, and it said the headline was "Pre-Election Checkup Shows Minnesota Economy Humming Along." And this was the Minnesota Management and Budget report that came out Wednesday that said tax collections were up two hundred and eighty-two million dollars, or almost six percent higher than anticipated from July to September. So you know what this means, folks? You're overtaxed. You're overtaxed. Minnesotans are overtaxed at every single level, every single level. The Department of Revenue said all three major tax categories, individual income taxes, corporate taxes, and sales taxes were ahead of the benchmark. I want you to remember too, part of this is because now they can tax the stuff you bought on the internet. That tax is supposed to generate $150 million. And you should not be voting for any politician running for office in Minnesota if they aren't going to reduce taxes some, well, everywhere, but somewhere to make up for that brand new $150 million that they're going to come have coming in from online internet taxes. That is absolutely Unbelievable. Now, NPR brushed over it, but Minnesota is not doing as well as the U.S. economy, not doing as well as some of our surrounding states. uh, And well, not just in the Midwest, but but other places as well. They tried to. They tried to tamp down the enthusiasm for uh, the good econ- economic numbers by ignoring the fact that Minnesotans are overtaxed and also also by saying that the U.S. economy's hot streak, uh, which has contributed to the strong tax hauls, but that uh, economic... Consultants and forecasters are saying, "Hey, let's be careful. Uh, you know, we we don't want to get overly excited here." And they did point out too that this was only looking at the revenue side of it. And we all know under Mark Dayton's watch, that with the help of Republicans, uh, what were we told? Oh, be happy. We only increased spending by a nine or ten percent. Yeah, we're not happy with that. That's not good enough. That's not a a, a, a status quo that we're on board with. Also, this past week, I tell you over and over and over again how Dayton's Minnesota is just more failure, failure after failure after failure after failure. And we had, um, we had the IT, another IT failure. This one is costing the state of Minnesota millions and millions of dollars in wasted funds every single month. Stop me if you've heard this before, because you've heard it before. You heard it with Minsure. You heard it with Min- MinLars. You heard it with uh, Minute. You heard it with pretty much all of them. And what happened is the legislature gave the Department of Health and Human Services uh, what, $1.2 million, something like that. And they said they were supposed to get this, the framework in place so they could determine uh, people who legitimately needed government assistance were going to get the government assistance that they needed, and those people who didn't qualify for the help weren't gonna weren't gonna get it and uh, sadly that hasn't happened so we're losing millions of dollars uh, because the HHS and the IT folks can't seem to figure that one out this past week we also had the Minnesota Department of Health and Human Services mailed out 21,000 letters to low-income Minnesotans who are on medical assistance and they said that they may be possible victims of a hack on the state computers back in the summer back in the summer and we're just hearing about it now really just hearing about it now and they're all freaked out about this because they think it might have been because some employees clicked on a link in an email that they shouldn't have and it led the hackers into the email accounts and this happened between June 28th and July 9th and again we're just hearing about it now and, and the question that I want to ask is, medical assistance is bought through Minture. And I want to know, was Minsure hacked? What was hacked? I want, to, I want to see proof. I want to know what happened. I want to know who else was hacked. And I want to know why you people are so incompetent. You can't keep our, our information safe. Uh, Jeff Johnson issued a great statement, uh, part of which said, what we know is the hacker had the opportunity to look into the email account, whether he even did look in to it and did actually look at any of these emails that had personal information. We don't know for for sure. And Jeff Johnson said, "You know what? We're going to find out. We're going to find out what happened here and and figure it out because it's absolutely ridiculous at the at the incompetence that we're that we're seeing in. Well, not only the Dayton administration, but with uh, so many of these things that the bureaucrats have been given millions and millions of dollars to fix, and they can't seem to fix it. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. I just want to I'll call it gloats. I just want to gloat for a little bit because yesterday the U.S. Senate confirmed 15 Trump judicial nominees, three circuit court judges, 12 uh, and 12 district court judges. Uh, the total confirmed for Trump's presidency so far is two Supreme Court justices, 29 circuit court judges, 53 district court judges. And you know what? You know what? Trump Two Supreme Court justices, Hillary Clinton, zero. We dodged a bullet. We dodged a bullet. Sorry, Stan. Can't help myself. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM eleven thirty, and twincitiesnewstalk.com dot Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate you listening. Yep. We, I was just talking about, uh, all the judges that have been confirmed in this past week. We spent a lot of time on Kavanaugh. I thought it was a really, really important topic. I, uh, I still hear a lot of people talking about it. I think, um, time will tell. If we see who it motivated more for these midterm elections, uh, I really feel like it's going to help the right side of the aisle more so than the left side of the aisle. So the Senate confirmed a whole bunch of, uh, Trump's judicial nominees. We saw, um, uh, Donald Trump's second United States Supreme Court pick, uh, go on to the bench. He heard his, he got sworn in, heard his first case, um, uh, it, which was, well, I think, uh, it, amazing. Uh, when I want you to remember Kavanaugh's Confirmation opens up a new seat, uh, and that D.C. court, uh, that that federal appeals court in Washington D.C., is a very, very powerful, important seat. We also this past week had a very favorable ruling. It came down six-two. This was a North Dakota case, and the Supreme Court held in favor of the photo ID law that they had implemented in North Dakota. So the Supreme Court has been very favorable to photo IDs law ID laws even under Kennedy. Obviously this case was a 6-2 ruling. So this was Post-Kennedy, pre-Kavanaugh, came down 6-2, uh, and and yes, we have a problem with the lower courts, which I hope we will uh, straighten that. I hope Donald Trump gets on that and straightens that mess out in the lower courts. Uh, um, sooner rather than later uh, but we're going to have to keep paying attention to what's going on uh, in in all the courts because I don't think people realize, well I think maybe you've got a clue now how important they are uh, I also saw a t-shirt for sale and the t-shirt had a picture of Elena Kagan, Ruth Ginsburg Sandra Day O'Connor and uh, Sonia Sotomayor and it came in multiple cl- colors and there were the four women and they had these big baby doll heads and these disney eyes which talk about condescending to women but whatever it's a t-shirt you know uh and they they wanted to promote these strong women and i want to point out to people when i was in high school i had a t-shirt that i wore that said women belong in the house and underneath it in the Senate, too. So, yes, I was one of those people. And I look at how the... And, and I don't want to say that I'm a feminist because I've never considered myself a feminist, but I've always stood up for women's rights. When I was a bar owner, the, one of one or two female bar owners in the whole entire state of Minnesota, I always stood up for us. I always stood up for women and for, for equal rights. And, and now to, to see, um, uh, some of these shirts, I just laugh, and then I think, "Oh yeah, that was me like forty yeah, you years ago." It. And you were the, the But you know what? Now, Stan, when I look at these people standing in those handmaiden costumes a tv show folks it's a tv show or when i look at them beating on the doors of the supreme court telling me how oppressed they are i just want to barf when i think about oh my gosh do you okay you know what happened this week stan well you know I, why you never I, buy a woman a watch for her birthday right oh oh are you gonna make me mad stan? there's a clock on the stove <laughs> Oh, you're such a um, jerk! Ba-dum. What did your girlfriend call you? Chica? Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking right now. That word, <laughs> but yeah, I've I've heard those kinds of those kinds of jokes before. Heard them before. I Don't want to hear them again. But you know what? I still laughed at him because you know why? Because I have a sense of humor. It's I, I get it. I get it. You know, and so many people don't have a sense of humor. The, do you know this past week? I was looking at these women who were telling me how oppressed they were and how horrible life was for women in the United States. And and oh, my gosh, you know, it was the end of the world because Republicans, whatever, whatever, whatever. So this lady had writing on her hand. She had her she held her hand up and she had writing on her hand. And I looked at what the writing on her hand was. And it was um period equity. And I'm like. What the hell is period yeah, equity? What does that even mean? You know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. Well, lucky, uh, Google. <laughs> so, and it means that they're, this is a total first world problem, isn't it? It means that they're looking for someone to pay for their tampons and their tampacks and their pads and their everything else. And I'm like, oh my God, they just, they just, is there anything they want to pay for themselves? Anything? Anything? You know, someone else has to pay for their pads. Someone else has to pay for their birth control. Someone else has, how do they live life? Without having government hand out everything to them. But I just wanted to I got really sidetracked there anyway. Um the I just wanted to wrap everything up with a bow for uh Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. And I want I want Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh to remember this. I want I want him to remember that Trump fought for him. And I want him to remember that we fought for him. And there are Americans out there who are worried about the powers of the that the Supreme court has over our lives. And that uh, we expect him to be the best justice ever. And we just absolutely don't want Justice Kavanaugh to let us down. So make us proud, Justice Kavanaugh. We fought for you and don't don't let us down. And I also think Donald Trump tweeted out uh, shortly after Kavanaugh was sworn in uh, about the FBI's smoking gun and how this final investigation that they had done that the redactions were put in place. Remember how only, only the senators could they couldn't, they had to go into the private room to read it. They couldn't take it out of the room and nobody could talk about it. Nobody could t- tell us anything about it. And they said the redactions on this FBI report protected political embarrassment, political embarrassment, not national security. So senators, they're just looking out. You know this. The senators are only looking out to protect themselves. And this was such a huge witch hunt. It was such a disgrace. It was so horrible to see the things that happened to, to uh, Judge Kavanaugh and his family and his those children. I can't believe it. Um, I'm really thankful that President Trump fought for him. I'm thankful that we all fought for him uh, to to make a difference. And you know what? I really appreciated it. When Donald Trump said, uh, on behalf of our nation, I want to apologize to Brett and the entire Kavanaugh family for the terrible pain and suffering that you have been forced to endure. Uh, uh, President Trump said, what happened to the Kavanaugh family violates every notion of fairness, decency and due process. Damn right. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you. And I think, people, you have to remember, uh, this wasn't about Kavanaugh. It wasn't about Ford. It wasn't about sexual assault. It was about power. And that's all the Democrats care about. And it shows you how dirty they'll fight to protect anything that is going to encroach on their power and of course, their hatred towards uh, towards President trump uh, and women you 've never been safer out there you 've never had more protections in place you 've never had more people looking out for you. The idea that we uh, that that Democrats came after and attacked us, those of us who supported due process uh, and that we had to believe every woman fact you don 't have to believe every woman. every story is individual. Every story matter, facts matter, and, and we, we are individuals. We need to address things on an, on an, individual, uh, on an individual, individual basis. Um, we had the Rosemont teacher who came out and said, who's going to take one for the team and kill Kavanaugh? Really? Really? Well, Samantha Ness resigned, and how weird is that? Our local media didn't print her name. Uh, Alpha News and one other, one other media outlet printed her news. Thank you, Alpha News and whoever the one other one was. Maybe Bring Me the News uh, printed her name, too. But all the rest of them never bothered to print her name. If that was a Republican, you know it. I know it. They would have printed uh, they would have printed the name. But I also want to say this about Kavanaugh, because we went down that ridiculous witch hunt, that ridiculous rabbit hole uh, of the false accusations against Brett Kavanaugh. We had some issues that we that we missed. We had some issues that should have been covered, should have been brought to the table. Uh, So thanks for nothing, Amy Klobuchar. Amy could have got up there and said, you know what? Uh, the left is really worried about abortion, so we could have had that discussion. We could have, we could have had that talk. Amy Klobuchar could have got up there and said, "You know what? There are those people on the right who are seriously worried about the 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 infringement of the Fourth and Fifth Amendments by some of the rulings that Brett Kavanaugh had earlier." And and we should have been able to have that conversation to talk about to to talk all of us, to be able to talk about how much we worry about the power that the Supreme Court and the politicians have over our lives. It's crazy. How many times have you guys heard me rail about the Patriot Act? How many times have you heard me rail about the Patriot Act? Do you know what Brett Kavanaugh wrote about the Patriot Act? He saw the Patriot Act as a measured, careful, responsible, and constitutional, despite being a mockery of the fourth and fifth amendment. I wanted to have that discussion. And there were other people out there who wanted to have that discussion too. Um, and that was the Patriot act, by the way, I wish I would have told Jim Newberger that that should be repealed every last, every last word of it too. Um, and well, anyway, I'm just, I'm just really uh, worried about some of those things. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Um, I when we come back, I want to talk about the election 24 days. What are we 24 days out 24 days out? And I got to tell you, folks, you got to be paying attention. You got to listen to what they say. You got to watch what they do. Sometimes the truth falls out of their mouths. Uh, yeah, exposes them for who they are. And you also got to know it's time to follow the money time to follow the money so we'll tell you lots of updates coming up uh lots of updates that came out this past week and you know as well as i do with only 24 days to go that this is just going to continue to ramp ramp right up stay tuned everyone sue jeffers twin cities news talk am 1130 and twincitiesnewstalk.com <laughs> you so much for tuning in really appreciate you listening as always i'll be gone next week uh family event and uh john gilmore will be sitting in for me Uh, I know he will do us proud and have tons and tons of important things uh, to talk about, especially as we get closer and closer to the election. I'm thinking about, not next week, but the week after, there's some great candidates out there running for Minnesota House. I'm thinking of bringing a couple, three, four of them in to talk about some of the issues that they're hearing out on the campaign trail. Uh, There there are some House candidates who are busting their butt out there working so hard. And then there are the rest of you losers who are just so dang lazy, I can't hardly stand it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at you, Roseville. Looking at you, Roseville. Uh, but uh, I'll think on that. I have two weeks to decide. Um, you know, I talk about the the ridiculousness out there. Uh, for the third year in a row, the University of Minnesota chapter of the College Republicans had its Washington Avenue bridge panel vandal- vandalized. The phrase queer power was spray painted in black over the three panel painting sometime Friday evening or Saturday morning. The group's panel features words like make the you great again, Trump 2020 and the proposed pr- pronoun policy mocks real social issues. That's a reference to the gender expression policy that is currently being considered in at, by university administrators, which would fall to a loss, a lawsuit by the way. Um, We've seen this happen year after year after year, and it's just so frustrating, you know. And I'm sorry, folks, we're the United States of America. We don't all have to think alike. We don't all have to believe the same thing. We should all be able to get out there and, and, and say and do the things that, uh, that we want to do, especially as long as they're not infringing on anyone else's right. And you know what? I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with Make the You Great Again or Trump 2020 or challenging the gender expression policy and it's just a shame what happens over at the U. I hope they find the people and just like some of the people who leaked some of the Kavanaugh stuff, I hope they prosecute them all. And you know what? If those women lied, if we find out that those women lied, they should be punished as well. I want prosecutions. I'm just so sick of, of all of this kind of stuff. We had a lot of stuff come out come out this past week. Um, we had some interesting stuff come out on Omar Ilhan, Representative Representative, Representative Ilhan is running for Keith Ellison's seat, CD5. Uh, This is just an incredible pattern of campaign violations. A huge thank you goes out to Steve Draskowski, who's been following all of this kind of stuff. Maybe in the next week or two, we'll try to get him on air and, and talk about some of that kind of stuff. You know, think about, have you ever heard the media in Minnesota refer to a Republican as a rising star ever, ever? Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, well, they routinely describe uh, Omar Ilhan as a Democrat rising star, but probably the most shocking thing of all this week is it, and it's so hard to believe because the Tribune editorial staff uh, wrote, uh, wrote an uh, an editorial saying Omar and they call her by her first name. Uh, Omar, rising a star, uh, must say more about the allegations. And I just think this is so interesting. I don't know how they, how the, you know, I guess even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while or a clock's right twice a day or whatever it is. Their Tribune editorial staff actually wrote this line. Omar may be a DFLer running for a safe DFL seat, but she is still accountable to the voters. And that is 100% accurate. I don't know how that happened. Uh, and by the way, if you want to weigh in on any of this stuff that's coming out this past week, we're going to talk about Ellison, we're going to talk about Doug Wardlow, we're going to talk about Tim Waltz, we're going to talk about Jason Lewis. Feel free to call in and weigh, on, weigh in on issues uh, during this upcoming election. 651 989 even if you know a candidate out there who's working really really hard uh call and tell me who they are maybe it's somebody that I really do want to have on air uh, uh on air in a couple weeks this week we also found that Keith Ellison's divorce records are going to be unsealed on Wednesday that's exciting John Gilmore's filling in for me next week uh he's been paying really close attention to this He'll be able to fill you in on that next week. Uh, Keith Ellison's lawyers are going to appeal this probably. They said they were going to on Monday. And when I talked to John Gilmore about it this morning, he said that's just a really heavy lift and it probably will not happen. Uh, Keith Ellison says he's going to be the people's lawyer. And when I see the, the emails or the, tweets or the instagrams or whatever that comes out um yeah he doesn't sound like he's going to be the people's lawyer well for all the people of minnesota it troubles me uh, and I want to t- tell you about Doug Wardlow too. Dan, you have a question for us. Hi, Dan. Did you want to weigh in hey, on the election? I hear
1: you. You keep me company. I'm a plumber. I'm down in a basement working.
0: <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you're and working.
1: So our president would call you high energy rather than uh, <laughs> low energy, like Jeb Bush.
0: Yes, I am high energy. <laughs> That's awesome. You were talking
1: about. I just heard about Ilion Omar. Yeah. Omar Ilion. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know
1: what it is, but yeah, uh, I
0: don't. Now I'm confused. What it is?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I couldn't remember her name, and I thought of that line. I just okay, her
0: forget. last name's Omar. Got it, Representative Omar. Okay, yeah,
1: I was going to use that line. I never forget what's her face. <laughs> um, but um, that's not. That's kind of a funny line. But yeah, yeah you know, uh, yeah, we'll see if the mainstream media takes it up on the liberal neighbor or on wherever you know, and see what happens there.
0: Well, they should.
1: And do you think Zelensky has any? Isn't she running against the list
0: Yeah, hi, Oh, Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. I wish I could say that. But CD5, honest to God, CD5 is a Democrat plus 26. I mean, the odds of that happening are so slim to none. But you know what right. that tells me, Dan? That tells me that district needs to be redrawn. And we redraw those districts in two years. And that, that cannot stand. That just cannot stand. Stand.
1: Wonderful, and you know what? I I, I watched the Don, Donna Bergstrom Peggy Flanagan debate in Almanac last night. I watched yeah, that, that was planned on Friday nights, no. <laughs> but um, what would you think? It was good. Donna Berg did great.
0: Oh, Donna good, did
1: exceptionally well. And um, so, you know, I don't know. It'd be nice if she could get some more airtime. She's a solid conservative. Obviously.
0: I wish she could get some more airtime too. And everybody's all over. Uh, Peggy Flanagan, you know well. It's uh, yeah. You know what we know. You
1: mentioned about hard worker. I I personally have seen Jeff Johnson. He is he is an energizer bunny. I mean, uh, I know, he's and just I just walls to, you know.
0: Yeah, and I keep telling walls. everyone, Dan, he is a. Uh, uh a 1000 a times better candidate than he was last time. I think oh, he is yeah. doing such a great job. I wish I was going to get to it today, but I'm probably not. The lies that they are telling about Jeff Johnson is just absolutely shocking to me. Right. They lie over and over and over and over about healthcare. I mean, it is yep. just absolutely unbelievable and I just kudos to the, to Jeff Johnson and the Johnson campaign because you know what? They're out there saying, "Hey, liars." That just isn't true, and his commercials are great, his social media presence is great, uh, and I agree yeah. with you. He's just been an energizer bunny out there.
1: Red waves coming. You watch. Hold on to your seats. All <laughs> uh, right.
0: Thank you, Sue. Keep thank you, Dan. Work. Appreciate it. Oh, I hope from Dan's lips to God's ears, I'm looking for a for a big wave coming. Big wave coming our way. Uh, we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna tell you some more things that are happening with the election. We'll talk a little bit about this ridiculous. Uh, the Democrats just got all wound up. Crazy wound up, uh, because Doug Wardlow vows to fire the DFL attorneys in, uh, at the attorney general's office. Well, damn right. He's going to fire the DFL attorneys. You know what? Mark Dayton didn't keep any of Palenti's people. Uh, well, okay. Lori Swanson kept all of my catches people. In fact, she kept my catch now that I've, that I think about it. It is just absolutely ridiculous to think that Keith Ellis, that, to think that Doug Wardlow wouldn't fire the, I hope he fires the DFL ones that Laurie Swanson has were out working on campaigns instead of working for the people of Minnesota. And oh, by the way, another reason that we can't let Keith Ellison win is because he'd put in his own people, too. Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Oh, hey, hey, Sunday night, Cheryl Atkinson on Full Measure, she's going to interview Karen Monahan. So who knows what, but next week will be a big week for, for Ellison. Democrats are already worried about Ellison. And now you're going to have Karen Monahan, uh, speak on full measure on Sunday night. Plus the records are going to be unsealed on, his divorce records will be unsealed on the 17th. Whoa, big week coming up there. Stay tuned everyone. Sue Jeppers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate you listening. Stan, Stan, Stan. Uh huh. Stan. Yep, yep, yep. You know how much I love my listeners, right? Yep. You know how smart they are. You know how much I appreciate them. I got to tell them listening's not enough. Listening is not enough. You have to take action. You have to take action. Yeah. Right. I'm going to spend a lot of time the, the next three weeks uh, lit-dropping and door-knocking. Uh, and I hate it, but I'm making phone calls for uh, some really good candidates out there. Uh, not just in my neck of the woods, although I've worked hard for Su- Susan Erickson. I'll continue to work hard for her. But folks, you all got to do something. You've got to talk to your friends and neighbors and coworkers. You've got to talk to your family. You got to put your yard signs up put your I put my yard sign up for Susan Erickson uh and yes I'll put up the rest of them too but I really feel like this local race is super super important in my community last summer the TV coverage of President Trump last summer this is, we're talking the whole summer was 91% negative coverage for the entire year was 90% negative 90% negative and granted, that's President Trump. But you know what? It reflects on all of us. Uh, Taylor Swift came out for Democrats last week. She was brave. She was a role model. She was a hero. She finally stepped into the political fray. She was their rock star. And last week, you had Con- Kanye West went to the White House to see Trump. He's a token Negro. He's mentally ill. He's an Uncle Tom. The things that they said about about Kanye West was absolutely shocking and appalling. Think back to the Supreme Court. Uh, the Supreme Court when um, Brett Kavanaugh was not only uh, nominated, uh, confirmed, and even when he sat on the bench for the for the first time, the screams from the protesters in the Senate were primal. They actually, these women actually believe that 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 they're enslaved, that, that they're so oppressed. I wanna, honest to God, I wanna walk up and slap them up the side of the head and just say, wake the hell up. You live in the freest, greatest country in the whole world and you think you're, you think you're oppressed. It drives me absolutely crazy but this is a pivotal election that's coming up you have to pay attention to what's going on you have to get involved and you know what if you're going to sit on your butt or maybe just only listen to my radio show at the very least can you find some candidates and write a check a big check preferably help some of these people get elected it's um the it what we're well we are seeing a, a, an implosion in the Democrat party but there is a certain percentage of a, of them that are very very motiva- motivated and i think the ellison race is dragging that race down a lot i do think representative omar has a lot of things to answer for and you know what she should she shouldn't win that race. Jennifer should win that race. Jennifer Zelinsky should win that race if the people in that district were actually looking who was going to represent all of them. Who wasn't, uh, didn't have to explain to the people of CD5 about immigration fraud or illegal campaign finance expenditures. Those are some serious allegations. For God's sakes, the Tribune editorial staff wrote that Omar may be a DFLer running in a safe DFL seat, but she still has to be accountable to the voters. Come on, people. Demand better. But it's not going to happen unless you get out there and get involved. Uh, this past week, something happened with the with the Hennepin County attorneys race because Mike Freeman apparently lost the endorsements of Tim Waltz, Tina Smith uh, and Dean Phillips sometime in the last few days. What's so interesting about that is none of them have denounced Keith Ellison. But all of a sudden, they denounce Mike Freeman? That's just weird. Democrats are weird. Linda Higgins, Hennepin County Commissioner. Unbelievable. The woman never should be a commissioner, just shouldn't be. She tweeted out that uh, a, a local business in Minneapolis had announced that their communications company was going to close at noon on November 6th so that employees can get to the polls and cast their vote. Linda Higgins tweeted out, isn't that great? Who else will commit to doing this for your employees? Really? Really? Really, before long, they're not even going to. You know, in the old days, in a bar business, we couldn't serve liquor till after eight o'clock. Thank goodness that that changed. Also, last week, the Democrats were really pushing people to vote while they were mad, while they were angry over Kavanaugh. Uh, I think, unfortunately, that that ship has sailed, and I think more people sided with the right side of the aisle. Last week, you also had DNC Chair Tom Perez in an unlikely unexpected moment of truth. He's, he said there are no moderate Democrats left in the United States any longer. And I want to point out to people that you want to know one of the bigger, biggest liars out there, the people who are doing the commercials for Angie Craig. The lies that they are putting out against uh, against Jason Lewis is just unbelievable. Um, you know, maybe we should try to get Jason Lewis on again. I, Yeah, Jason's my friend. Everybody should vote for Jason Lewis. Angie Craig comes out and says he's bought by special interests. What a joke. What a lie. Angie Craig has four different groups spending over a million dollars Dollars over a million dollars in that district, and she says Jason's bought by the special interest. Uh, flat out wrong. Uh, Bloomberg. Oh, every town, every town gun. They're spending three million dollars in Minnesota, Pennsylvania, and Colorado. Uh, that's crazy. NARAL is spending uh, money in Minnesota against Jason Lewis. Really, people. Really? And then you got the Democrats who are fired up because Doug Wardlow said he's going to fire 42, 42 Democrats in the Democrat lawyers in the Minnesota AG's office. Good, Doug Wardlow. Fire more than that. Fire more of them. There are 42, what, what, a couple hundred lawyers maybe there that's, uh, 42 of them serve at the pleasure of the attorney general. Well, you know what? Uh, Lori Swanson had her The, some of her staff, some of her lawyers in there that the only way they got a promotion was, the only way they got a promotion was if they were out politicking for her. You know what, Doug Wardlow? Start with them. Start with them. So. I didn't get to so many things that I that I wanted to talk about. Obviously, happens every single week. But you know what? John Gilmore will be in next week. He'll do a great job bringing you up to speed. Everything that's happened happening in the last two or three weeks before the election. And I think I will bring in some some new candidates or some candidates who are running for Minnesota House. I think uh, with the two Senate races in Minis- U.S. Senate races in Minnesota. Um, I think with all the constitution offices running, I think the the fight for the Minnesota House is getting a little lost in the shuffle, and I want people to understand how important that is too. Hopefully we can el- elect a different mixture of house representatives so kurt won 't have to be the speaker wouldn 't that be awesome to have a new speak i 'd like to have a new speaker, and I also want to get um, Steve Draskowski, and to talk about some of those campaign finance violations. It matters. It really matters. Hey, Stan, what's on your show today? Uh we're talking ice fishing. My favorite time of the year. It's well, coming. It's cold enough. I saw. And we're saw. going up the Lake of the Woods, so Ooh. they probably have a little ice there already. I so. bet they have. a I saw it was really cold up there. Yeah. And you love ice fishing. Yeah, I do. Hey, I can't wait. You tell Kudak I'm ready to come on your show now. Anytime. All right. Sounds good. And we're <laughs> gonna have Jeff Johnson on here in the next couple of weeks oh, too. Oh, so. I want to have him on too. Yep. I do too. Yep. Okay. We'll make that happen. Everyone, have a great week. John Gilmore is in next week. Thanks for listening, Sue Jeppers. Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewstalk.com.